Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Wow, everybody, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And first of all, let me thank all of you for participating in our Call to Connection campaign. Um, so far, we have gathered over $30,000 worth of gifts and prizes to pay forward uh, this holiday season. And so if you've not heard about this or you haven't become a pay-it-forward angel, really easy for you to do. Just go to calltoconnection.com. That's calltoconnection.com and sign up. And once you sign up, you'll be given a login and a way for you to tell your friends. Uh, no gimmicks, nothing for you to buy. The gifts are available uh, right now, and the prizes will be raffled over the next several months. As we continue to bring new um, angel partners in, we'll have more and more updates and prizes for all of you. One of the really cool things that you also get is a Pay It Forward Angel certificate. This is in response to um, a growing need or desire from our listenership to be able to help other people but may not have the economic funding to do so. So this is a way that you can help people uh, thanks to the partners that have participated in contributing gifts, free downloads for all of you, and amazing things that we're going to be raffling, including four days and four nights in a retreat in Peru. So we want to thank all of our partners, and we're actually going to do a show that talks very specifically about the power of giving. Today's show is a part two of a show I did with uh, Dr. Harold Levinson. And the reason that it's part two is because there were so many things that we did talk about, but so many things we didn't. The book that I have in front of me is revised and updated version of Smart But Feeling Dumb, New Understanding for Dramatic Treatment for Dyslexia, uh, LD, and ADD. And a growing concern across the board for parents and for children that are now growing up to be adults is how do you live with the label of being dyslexic or having ADD or ADHD or any of those things? Well, this world-renowned psychiatrist and neurologist has taken 35 years of his research, decades ahead of his time, and gives us an understanding, a diagnosis for the successful treatment of dyslexia and other other phobic disorders. So today, this is part two. We're going to kind of pick up where we've left off. But more importantly, this is a conversation that talks about how we can break through, how we can change lives. Uh, Dr. Levinson, thank you so much for joining the show. Welcome to the show today. Thank you for allowing me to explain my research and hopeful uh, treatments and cures to uh, your millions of uh, listeners. Well, you know, and I want to go back by um, talking a little bit about the topic for today's show. The topic was called Smart But Feeling Dumb, the hidden ADHD dyslexia link between victims and bullies and its cure. There is a lot of press out there right now about bullying and about the victims of bullies. And more so than I think I've ever seen, even when you go back to the whole notion of violence in schools, have I 
you're not seeing something quite this level, this groundswell about bullying. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to start with the conversation, why do you think the focus now? Unfortunately, the focus is always late. It was always there. Uh, perhaps uh, even when I went to school, it was there tremendously. I had to find my way to school every single day uh, simply because uh, I was Jewish. There were Italians uh, living up the block, and there were cliques and gangs and of different types. Uh, and during childhood, especially, children are influenced by adults and, and other things. And uh, the difficulties we had as children evaporated as adults. We all became friends later on simply because we outgrew some of the crazy determinants that led some to be angry and victimize others that they could. Uh, there were tremendous frustrations at that time. It was just different than now. But it was always there. And as I try to convey, that bullying is not just in childhood, it's in adulthood, and it's in politics, and it's uh, in local politics, and how uh, wars pretty much are started by bullies. Uh, somebody who feels that they, they can capture uh, somebody else's property or somebody else's valuables or take over and control others. So it's always been there, but every once in a while something hits awry, and then it blows up and becomes dramatized and appears as if it's new. I think perhaps what is only new is drawing additional insights into what determines bullying rather than the phenomena itself. Well, and let's talk about that because most of the time we have uh, our opinions of what determines bullying. You know, we usually point to the socioeconomic model, right, Dr. Levinson? Yes. Well, you know, because that's obvious. And what I've done to simplify things is I've divided not only bullies but phobias and other things into type 1, 2, and 3. Mm -hmm. It just makes it very, very simple for people to understand it better. I describe, for example, type 1 bullying that's environmental. You have a clique, a group of people uh, that are drawn together by a common denominator and to show uh, that they're hip or better or whatever they gang up on those that are weaker. And it's a social phenomenon. It can even change. The cliques can change from one to another, and uh, it can even become then gangs of one sort or another. And those can be entirely of an environmental nature where everything else is fine, uh, supposedly. Good homes, uh, no physiological disturbances. Uh, it's just a, a social clicking phenomenon, uh, probably going back to the herding instinct. Uh, where uh, people herd together, where animals herd together and one herd uh, versus another. Then you have the neurotic determinants that are primarily neurotic in nature, where children are abused, and if they're big enough and strong enough, they act out their abuse on those that are weaker, just like their parents did to them or their elder brothers did to them. And so you have predisposed, neurotically determined uh, bullies and victims, and it's it's sort of emotionally determined, but it becomes almost ingrained. It almost becomes of a genetic origin. It's so ingrained, and so you have, as I said, those predisposed to abuse others, 
and they're called abusers or bullies. Uh, we used to call uh, abusers before. Now we just turn and uh, term them bullies. And then, of course, you have the victims who are also used to becoming victimized by somebody older, somebody stronger, somebody meaner and nastier. And what I've introduced is a type 3 bully. Okay. Where they're neurophysiologically predisposed. Let's now, hold that thought. Types, but, but, yeah, let's uh, hold that thought for when we come back from break in a minute because um, uh, what I want to do is um, make sure that people understand what you have developed here. Um, and before we get into the conversation, Dr. Levinson, you know, clearly by breaking this down into different categories, it's really easy for people to get a different sense of things, right? Because, you know, almost everybody, at least at the school level, and I think you'll agree to this, almost everybody knows at the school level who the bullies are, so to speak. I think it gets a little bit more tricky when we get older, doesn't it? It gets tricky, but it becomes, it's just as obvious. It just Uh becomes trickier because older people are more subtle about it. Okay. Yeah. And they become our bosses sometimes. Right, and we run into them in the in the in the workplace and other places, correct? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and 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 this is why I was so looking forward to today's show with you. It's it's kind of interesting, you know. Often we hear about bullying at 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 a, at a very young level. Certainly, that's what's got our pop culture right now. Looking at teenagers, looking at high school, looking at junior high school, looking at things like that. But we rarely take a look at what happens when these young people grow up and become adults. It's almost as if, uh, Dr. Levinson, that we think that they're going to grow up and somehow they're going to grow out of this. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But like many other disorders, some do grow out of it. And many, many disguise it better and feel and act the very same way when they can get away with it. Okay. And, uh, in, in, you know, I wanted to just take a minute before we get into talking about um, the fourth type. Uh, I wanted to let people know about your book and uh, and ask you, uh, Smart But Feeling Dumb, this is the revised and updated edition. You know, this is really a groundbreaking uh, book, and so is your research. Um, h- how is the book and, uh, and, and your research being received? Basically, it was bullied. To begin with, yeah. <laughs> for example, because it was different. It was controversial. Yeah. It, it was a minority point of view to begin with. So you had an establishment attempting to put it down or to bully it in a sense. And I'm just using words so that people could understand that these things were always there. They just had different names and different synonyms. Uh, when it came out, it was a minority point of view and it sort of uh, threatened the establishment, and the establishment reacted poorly to it. Uh, the establishment thought that dyslexia had to be something wrong with the thinking brain, and many people devoted their careers to publishing stuff proving uh, the unprovable, and they didn't want a newcomer on the block coming along and saying, you know, there's another way to understand this that works better that leads to a new method of understanding, it explains things better, and you can find a way of diagnosing it, you can cure it almost, and and prevent the disturbances from happening. And all these so-called altruistic people that were interested in helping dyslexics and people with ADHD, 
suddenly uh, lost it. Uh, and in the skies of uh, holding on to whatever they, they thought they had, they attempted to refute it. And suddenly the world uh, had to be flat. It couldn't be round, mm-hmm. as obvious as that concept was. What has fortunately happened is over time, uh, and, and, it ta- and it's taken many, many years, more and more of my patients were helped. More and more physicians saw patients that were helped previously that couldn't be helped. And the tide has turned. And all of a sudden, there were independent research efforts validating my concepts, namely that there was a simple fine-tuning impairment within the inner ear in the supercomputer, the cerebellum, so that normal and superior thinking brains were having trouble processing and remembering and dealing with information simply because they were getting scrambled signals Mm. from the reflex lower centers of the thinking brain, of the lower brain, the reflex brain, the coordination brain. And we had medications and techniques to improve that function. Well, let's talk about this when we come back from break, because this is a breakthrough. Uh, for those of you out there, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am so thrilled to have Dr. Howard Levinson back joining us here today. When we come back, he's going to share the details of his breakthrough research. Controversial? Maybe. Breakthrough? Definitely. We'll be right back. Are you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qigong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on my body practice. iiqtc.org. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
I'm Don Brecky. I chose two years ago to get on the Take Shape for Life program. I've lost 30 pounds and kept it off over two years. I have more energy. I get out of bed without backaches. It's been a life changer. Hi, I'm Del Gardner. With the Take Shape for Life program, me and my wife lost 90 pounds together. And that was two years ago, and we feel great. Get healthy with the Take Shape for Life program. Get clinically tested products from Metafast and support from a free certified health coach. Visit simpletolose.com to learn more. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. Today's tip is brought to you by David Emerald, author of The Power of Ted. Call a timeout every now and then. Set your watch to remind yourself every two hours to take a look at your intentions and actions. Have you been focusing on reacting to problems or creating outcomes? Have you been responding from the victim role of the drama triangle or the creator role of the empowerment dynamic? Take time out to review your intentions and choices, making sure that you are, indeed, focused on creating the outcomes you want in your life. That is the way of a creator. Here's to the creator in you. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Dr. Howard Levinson is joining us here today. He is the author of Smart But Feeling Dumb, New Understanding and Dramatic Treatment for Dyslexia, ADD, and Other Phobic conditions that we have categorized in our society right now. But today we're talking about the relationship between his research and bullying. Bullying is a term that we've heard on radio and television here lately, and very few of us understand what it means. The other thing is that the focus right now in our pop culture is on bullying for young adults. So the question then gets asked, what happens to these young adults when they grow older? And the other question is, what is the difference between bullying and um, violent behavior? And so today we're going to talk about the latest discovery that Dr. Levinson has made and what can be done about it. Uh, Dr. Levinson, thank you for joining us here today. Let's start with that conversation on bullying, what it is, what it isn't, and is it there a natural progression to go from being a bully to somebody that is violent, maybe a domestic violent, uh, domestic violence um, um, aggressor, so to speak. I think most people draw artificial lines between domestic violence and school violence and bullying, and on and on it goes. And let me sort of give you a little bit of background so that people could get a better understanding of how I arrived and my understanding, which would then make it simpler to transition uh, from my research with dyslexia to bullying and other behavioral phenomena. As, I, as you said, I've been researching dyslexia and ADHD for you know, some 35, 40 years. I discovered it was due to a simple and an ear problem. I discovered that simple medications like uh, Dramamine and st- stuff like that, if properly utilized, can improve the reading and the writing and whatever. But I also found that the smarter people are with these physiologically determined emotional symptoms of feeling dumb and frustrated when they really should be smart and things should be easy, that when you treated them and they did better, they academically felt better, they emotionally felt better, and they weren't so frustrated. And very often... Kids that were getting into arguments, that were getting into fights, that were 
uh, expelled from school. They were beating other kids up. Suddenly stopped doing it. And, and when others with this problem were being victimized and tolerated being victimized as children, they suddenly felt smarter. They felt better. They didn't feel as dumb. They didn't feel they deserved to be victimized. And they started to fight back or they took steps to avoid being abused. And they were no longer weak. And so this bullying phenomena lessened simply by providing them simple medications to treat the reading and the writing and the spelling and the physiological inner ear problems that predispose them to all these emotional, behavioral, and academic disturbances. And having been trained psychoanalytically, when I was younger, before I became neurologically uh, expert, I had studied uh, interactions and in neurotic and both environmental. And at that time, we blamed most of what, what are called abusive behavior and victimization on uh, social factors as well as home factors. So I had developed a holistic aspect from superficial, emotional, not what I call superficial, I don't mean unimportant, but environmental factors were clicks would gang up on other cliques and take advantage of them where you had uh, physically abused children at home and others acting it out on those where they could at school and elsewhere. So I, I saw both the neurotic and the environmental aspects. And then I, I saw a physiological determinant that uh, encouraged both abusers and those who felt guilty about their impairments and felt they deserved uh, to be abused. They weren't worthwhile. Now, I then followed these children into adulthood. And oh. I discovered that abused children, if not treated, become abused adults. And those that are abusers during childhood, if untreated, and if things don't get better, either at home or uh, within their makeup, they become abusive in the workplace or in the home place. And so that there's a fine line that I never quite understood between abuse and violence in the home to abuse and violence out of the home, even though we are now uh, calling out of the home bullying I don't see the difference, and I don't see the difference in mechanisms, except that bullying out of the home is more visible and bullying in the home is more subtle. It's not as obvious, and it's often more hidden. Same determinants, uh, different labels, same phenomena, same problem. And by recognizing that there is a common denominator, and these are the same things, you can treat more people more effectively and not... Order, sort of divide them so that you treat them out of the home and ignore what goes on in the home. Mm -hmm. uh, they're interrelated, they're interconnected, and it's the same phenomena. Don't you think now, also, uh, Dr. Levinson, and I, and I want to talk about this in more depth because, you know, there's lots more here to talk about. Don't you also think that we also muddy the water sometimes and have done so through um, uh, things like personality tests or personality assessments or um, just getting these categorizations that 
that go beyond ADD, ADHD. And there are many of them in the world of psychology, so to speak. Well, there's been an attempt worthwhile to try to simplify yes. very, very complex issues. Yes, and, there you go. And also to economize time. Time is money. Time is scarce. And people are not as trained as they used to be. It took me eight years of psychoanalytic training to understand this is after psychiatry. Yeah. <laughs> to really get an understanding of what makes people tick. And it still wasn't perfect, but it was just the beginning when I could then start my practice and become more expertise. Now right. what we're trying to do is devise it into a 15, 20-minute test where you answer certain <laughs> questions and you get a label and then you think you understand what's going on and then you can prescribe some superficial treatment that uh, you believe is going to solve all the problems in the world. And uh, we see how difficult it is to solve political problems, even at home, among just Democrats and Republicans, let alone different countries. It's just as hard to solve problems between people. And no simple test, in my opinion, is going to give you the depth of insight, depth of understanding, the connectivity between a therapist or an analyst or a doctor and a patient in order to motivate a change for the mm -hmm. better. Uh, yeah. So that uh, I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. that you know, I'm sure now that bullying is going to come out. You're going is so high up in the PR aspects. People are going to come out with bullying tests. Oh my gosh! I know. I was actually talking to somebody the other day about it, and 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 it was really coincidental that you're on the show. But, I mean, it almost seems absurd to me to think that we could do that. Then the next question is, which you and I are going to talk about when we come back from break. I mean, it, it's as if I remember when I took my first personality test and had it explained to me and then, and then tried to internalize what all of that meant and actually carried those, you know, that, those four letter labels around with me for a very long time, you know, before I truly understand that it was meant to be nothing more than an idea. And yet now what you're talking about is so significantly important in how we then create a culture of people that have been labeled dyslexia, ADD, ADHD, and get them to be fully functional and have great self-esteem. So when we come back from break, um, that's what I'll be talking with Dr. Harold Levinson about. You know, he has discovered something that, that no one else has discovered. And as he said before, You know, getting his research and idea out there has been a bullying interaction as well. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? 
Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Nishama Living, where your optimal health begins with awareness, grows with knowledge, flourishes with proactive solutions, and is practiced as a way of life. Nishama Living is dedicated to wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. The Nishama Living Hour is coming to the Dr. Pat Show. Get ready to regain your natural balance. Take control of your health and vitality and build your foundation for wellness with Nishama Living on the Dr. Pat Show. Reservage Organics offers you the most advanced anti-aging product available. Our organic-based resveratrol formula, brought to you from the heart of our exclusive vineyards in southern France, has been clinically proven to reactivate your longevity gene and help preserve your youth. By including Reservage Resveratrol in your daily regimen, you can enhance cardiovascular function, metabolism, mental acuity, and collagen production. If you want to regain your youthful radiance and enhance your longevity, do so with the world's finest resveratrol from Reservage Organics. Why wait? Visit your local retailer and start the anti-aging process today. Reservage Organics, committed to the extension of youth naturally. Available online at Reservage.com and at the Vitamin Shop, Vitamin World, and Whole Foods Market. Visit Reservage.com and feel vitality today. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Dr. Harold Levinson was so gracious to come back and do part part two of a conversation we've been having about many, many things, but mostly the labels we put on people that are learning different, whether they have dyslexia, whether they are ADD, ADHD, and the relationship, you know, between those things and what we're referring to as bullying today. Uh, more importantly, you know, his book, Smart But Feeling Dumb, outlines so brilliantly the many, many, many areas that have gone untapped, undiscovered, but in his research have been brought to the forefront. And we're going to be talking about what is the accelerated pace of bullying and what is the relationship to folks that may have dyslexia, ADD, ADHD? Are they the victims? Are they the bullies? But more importantly, how has technology now exacerbated or more importantly accelerated the rate of bullying in a, in an almost near close to undetected way? 
Dr. Levinson, thank you for joining me here today. This is a really important conversation, and it is one that not many people are talking about, and that is, you know, online bullying. Uh, more importantly, having it become a way of communicating for people. And as these young people grow up, they actually don't stop their online bullying, do they? It, 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 no, because, you, you know, uh, I, the more you think about it, the more frightening it is, especially, mm. you, you know, when you think about, for example, the higher suicide rate of those that are bullied com- now compared to before. And I think it's simply because you can't fight back on the Internet so that when you're bullied and you're frustrated, and you get angry, and you can't act it out in a healthy, sensible way, you internalize it. You, you become more depressed, and the depression uh, can become greater, more intensified, and, the, and it can lead to suicide rather than just punching somebody in the nose or having a verbal argument with somebody in front of others or embarrassing them in front of their um, colleagues or friends or whatever to shut up. It is very hard to defend yourself in a healthy, sensible way uh, on the internet, and it and there's no way to stop the bullying from just changing and spreading their lies and and tactics. It 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 goes too fast, and it's very hard once it's out there to stop it, and so the effects are much more devastating. Uh, so the electronics haven't helped the situation any they've just facilitated they've made it worse and they've changed the form of the bullying they've changed changed the outcome and the severity of it but the basic underlying determinants are the same now as when i grew up uh being bullied and i think the way to stop it you know they always said that bullies are cowards to some extent or other well they may not be cowards in the sense that they're not afraid of being getting into a fight or an argument. They're weak in the sense that they they have emotional problems of some type or other, but they don't have to step on somebody else. If somebody feels perfectly comfortable, they can walk on their own two feet. They don't have to walk over anybody and stamp on anybody or abuse anybody. But we all grow up with problems. Nobody is problem-free. But in the old days... It was controllable. It was one-to-one, two-to-one, three-to-one, whatever. The school could stop it. Parents could stop it. Neighbors could stop it. It was all within hands-on reach. Now, as everybody knows, it's on Facebook. You have uh, 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 videos made uh, that are disastrous. And you can't stop them. It's like a cancer that just keeps spreading and spreading. And there's no treatment for it that is effective simply by virtue of the advances in electronics. So that I think we have to focus now, because we can't stop the electronics, we have to focus more and more on the the dynamics of what makes bullies bullying and what makes Mm -hmm. victims victims. Mm -hmm. And this is where... We have to focus our attention. We have to focus it in childhood. We have to focus it in adulthood. We have to focus it in politics and internationally. We have to understand it better and better to control it more effectively, in my opinion. 
So there are two parts to this. There are the bullies and there are the victims. Let's take a moment to talk about the victims. And, you know, this is one of the things that I, 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 I wanted to talk with you about. Um, we're talking about bullying. We're talking about um, dyslexia, ADD. Is it the mindset that um, these folks that have been categorized or classified as dyslexia, ADD, ADHD, I mean, are, are we saying that they turn up on either one side or the other of the continuum? Are they the bullies or are they the victims? They can be both, depending on the symptoms they have. Just uh-huh. what I discovered in my research was something unexpected but fascinating. Okay. Hyperactive kids, for example, tend to be more impulsive. They tend to be more oppositional. They, and so they tend to act out more. They tend to be more angry, more violent. They're not as controlled by their emotions as they should be. That's why they're so hyperactive. They have difficulty focusing. They have difficulty inhibiting their actions. So they tend to act out more. Now, many of them are, feel dumb and frustrated, and because they have few checks and balances, they tend to be the aggressors more, by and large, especially if they're endowed with greater size, greater strength, and lack of controls both at home and in school, and then later in the workplace. Now, you also have dyslexics, for example, that aren't impulsive necessarily, but they have academic problems just the same as the abusers, but they're not impulses. Uh-huh. Impulsive. They feel more guilty about their academic performance. Uh, they feel dumb. They feel frustrated. They feel brainless. And they feel almost uh, like they almost deserve to be abused, that there's something basically wrong with them. And because their aggression and impulses are over-controlled and checked, what happens is they become more predisposed to bullying. Then you have people who are dyslexic and have ADHD who are socially awkward. They don't read visual cues or emotional cues of others, so they stand out like a sore thumb, and they become automatic victims for others needing to act out their frustrations and their impulsivity. You have those that are poorly coordinated with dyslexia and ADHD, they're klutzy and clumsy. Again, you have a set of victims waiting to be abused by those who can't control their impulses and are just as frustrated. So that frustration and feeling dumb in some individuals makes them victims and others whose impulse control is poor makes them aggressors. So that what I discovered is that there's a whole slew of individuals with diagnoses of dyslexia or ADHD, learning disabilities, developmental delays, minimal brain damage, dyspraxia, dysphagia, dyscalculia, and on and on it is. A whole slew of, including Asperger's syndrome, that predispose them to one category or another. Mm. And by treating the underlying cause of their symptoms, removing the symptoms that predisposes them to either acting out impulsively or, on the other hand, improving their academics and their self-esteem and the ability to recognize cues so that they're not socially inept. They're not sticking out like sore thumbs. You can significantly improve the Mm. dynamics that lead 
to both victims and abusers. Well, let's talk about that when we come back from break. We've got some breakthrough solutions for all of you out there. Uh, very important topic because what goes on in our young lives certainly does manifest uh, in our lives as adults. The question is, what have we learned about it? What is Dr. Levinson helping countless people not only understand, but what is he doing to help them change their lives for the better? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Sign up for the weekly newsletter to get advance notice of guests, events, and special offers. Visit thedrpatshow.com and get ready to live life all out. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time. Hi, I'm Brenda Ball. And I'm Tony Ball, and we've been married for over 25 years. In that time, we found ourselves putting on a pound or two per year, and next thing you knew, we were 30, 40 pounds overweight. That's when we made the choice to get on that Take Shape for Life program. After being married for 25 years and struggling with weight that whole time, I'm actually now two sizes smaller than my wedding dress. With the Take Shape for Life program, you can lose those extra pounds. To learn more, visit simpletolose.com. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details. Remember, for our dogs and cats to live long and happy lives, just like people, they are what they eat. Wellness carefully selects wholesome ingredients to create food you can trust to provide the foundation of your pet's well-being. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose in every recipe they make. You can trust the quality of all ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. Visit wellnesspetfood.com to find a pet specialty retailer near you. Wellness natural food for pets. This is where true wellness begins. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. Wow, what a great show with Dr. Harold Levinson. His book, Smart But Feeling Dumb, will open up a lot of doors that many of you have felt have been closed to you. Doors about knowledge, insight. Uh, it's a fabulous book. If you want to find out more, um, also, you can go online 
at www.dyslexiaonline.com. That's dyslexiaonline.com. Uh, Dr. Levinson is, is joining me again for the second time because the first time around, we barely scratched the surface. Uh, this time around, you know, we wanted to clearly have people have an understanding of what the emotional as well as the cognitive and behavioral aspects of being categorized as learning different, dyslexia, bully, victim, all of that, and how it plays out now in modern times. Dr. Levinson, thank you for joining us here today. We certainly have talked about a lot, but up until this point, there really have not been many real remedies, therapies, or solutions for people. And I want to jump to that right now because this really gets to the core of your research, doesn't it? I, very much so. And I think one way of handling bullies is the old-fashioned way to punch right back at them and to stop them in their tracks in whatever way you can. School, If it's children, schools have to do it. Parents have to do it. Other students around have to participate. And uh, if it's at home, obviously uh, friends, relatives, neighbors, and whatnot. And then if it's on the Internet, the thought I had as we were discussing it is that any time anybody sees a bullying, nasty, abusive kind of phenomena, they have to attack it. They have to belittle and bloody the nose of the one sending it out via the Internet. It may be symbolic, but it works just the same way. So that bullies have to be attacked. In my research, for example, I, I always I did the same thing I learned as a kid. As a kid, we had fights. We didn't have any other ways. We had no other protection. They didn't understand what bullies were. And so I did it. In my research, uh, the bullying, uh, fabrications, lying, distortions, I wrote a book called a scientific Watergate dyslexia, where I named the bullies, I named their fabrications, and I called them out. Now, it didn't necessarily alter the bullies all that much. It helped contain it. It helped enlighten others to understand both sides of the coin. I think the same thing has to happen wherever the phenomena occurs, whether it occurs out of the household, in the household, Anybody that sees it has to call it, has to report it, has to attack it, has to stop it. On the other hand, not all the bullied had my resources to fight back. They need support. They need help. They need people to come to the defense. If it's electronically, they have to come to defense on the Internet. Uh, and there are many, many ways to handle it if only people understood the devastating consequences that happen when bullies and bullies are left to their own devices and nobody steps in to help. Mm. You know, this is a phenomenon that now turns into another phenomenon. What I mean by that is, you know, we've talked about a lot today. How do we break the cycle of this? This is really the most disturbing part of the conversation. And in the few minutes we have left, uh, you know, i really like to hear your insight. I think... Breaking the cycle it means explaining it to people so they mm-hmm. understand it in all their ramifications. If everybody who's been bullied in their lifetime understands it, that they have been bullied, it's not just the other person, it's not somebody who just attempts suicide or is unique. 
we've all been bullied. We've been bullied by teachers. We've been bullied at home. We've been bullied by older brothers and sisters. We've been bullied uh, in almost every sit in the workplace. If people can identify with the minor in other variations, they can come, they can unite better, and they'll come to the defense of the bullied more and more. And as a unified group, they can attack the bullies more and more in whatever ways they deem necessary. And people are ingenious. They'll find electronic ways, if that's the way to do it, and they'll find uh, business ways to do it. It can be done, uh, that is, on an adult level, just like we have, you know, boycotts in the U.N. about about bullies trying to take over another country. They tend to boycott. They tend to introduce sanctions. We can introduce sanctions on every single level from childhood on to uh, nationhood. I want to thank you for joining me here today. Uh, honestly, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And, uh, you know, so very, very important uh, in order for us to really stop uh, this pattern that we've developed in our society, uh, which borderlines so many, many areas of violence. Thank you so much for joining us here today. What's your personal message, Dr. Levinson? What do you want to leave us with? Well, I think... Understanding makes friends because uh, you're not the only one bullied. You're not the only bully out there. We yeah. can change both our, our attitudes if we understand it better on both sides of the equation. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the show. So everybody out there, I just want you to know the book is revised and updated, Smart uh, But Feeling Dumb. It's a new understanding of dramatic treatment for dyslexia, LD, ADD, and much more. And this is a seriously important book. Understanding is so much of what we've talked about today. And for any of any of you out there that have been on the other end of bullying, whatever that is, whether that means physically or whether that means uh, electronically or digitally, you know, digital bullying right now is on the rise. And all of you should know that you have a right to stop the to stop the pattern, to do something about it. And certainly there are lots of resources out there to get you and get you some help. You know, we care about who you are and and how you live in this world. And for many of us that grew up on, you know, certain streets where bullying was a norm, we understand what physical bullying means. But the psychological and emotional reigns that happen during this new digital age are far from being understood. Dr. Levinson's work is a very, very great place to start. If you've missed any part of this conversation, you can go to the drpatshow.com or drpatlive.com. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on each and every day. And we are so looking forward to a phenomenal 2011 with you. We've got so much planned. Uh, so much of your feedback has been taken to heart. And we are ready to kick it up again. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show.
Thank you for listening to the Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.